<laughs> I said it was going to be practical. I don't know if that's that practical. I'm Bill Small. And I'm Miles Hansen. Welcome to The Subtle Art of Not Yelling, a weekly podcast for creatives about the creative process. Learn how to finish what you start, ship your work, and build a business without being the loudest on the block. Less Less noise, noise, more. (sighs) Hey, Miles. Hey, Bill. What are you paying attention to? Oh, all the wrong things. Yeah, I'm paying attention to the noise in my head right now. <laughs> it's very loud, very, very loud. Well, you know, it, it is interesting though. Um, we've had a couple of guests recently that I think got you and I talking about this more than we usually do. Like, mm-hmm. what are you paying attention to? It's a funny question because it seems like that would be easy to answer. You know, I'm well, right now I'm paying attention to being on this podcast, you know, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly I think people don't actually know what they're paying attention to. They think they're paying attention to one thing when in fact their, their attention, their energy, the energy that comes from attention, the energy of attention mm-hmm. is on something else. Well, what is it we have like, I don't know, I have to fact check this, but 80,000 thoughts a day or 800,000, I don't know. It's a ridiculous number. There's a lot. There's a lot that you don't even, you're not even aware of. And I, I can't imagine how many of those are unproductive or, <laughs> you know, just not in alignment with what you're doing and where you're trying to, what you're trying to become. I know for me, I, you know, I think money is a really big thing that people focus on in the wrong way because, yeah. right, we need money. And a lot yeah. of us want to create wealth and have that space and the freedom and do cool things in this world. But we focus on the lack of money. Right. It's like, uh, you know, for a long time when I became self-employed when I stopped having sort of jobs that had nothing to do with what I actually wanted to be doing. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to to see the pattern. Well, it took me a really long time, like 10 years to see the pattern. But I, I was in this pattern of feast or famine. I would have work for a while and then I would have none. And I mean none. And then it would start again and I'd have work for a while and then I'd have none. And when I had work, I didn't, I never made so much money that it, it really carried me well through the times where I didn't have work, right? Mm -hmm. Like I would just, I would be on the edge of it all falling apart and then I'd start to get work again. (laughs) And you can imagine that a decade of that gets a little exhausting, right? Yeah. So I'm in one of those cycles and I, and I start to, I was already doing work like this, you know, work as a coach with other people. I thought, well, maybe it's time to, you know, turn it on yourself there, buddy. And I, and I asked myself this very simple question. 
what are you paying attention to? You know, where attention goes, energy flows. It's a cliche saying, but it's true, right? Where attention goes, energy flows. Where you put your energy is what's going to create your results. So I started looking. And I, what I realized is that when my mind was left to its own devices, which it often was, driving in the car, doing the dishes, being in the shower, uh, in between tasks, you know, anytime I wasn't focused on a particular thing, and probably even in the background when I was, what my mind was paying attention to was money. As a matter of fact, it felt to me like I was obsessed with thinking about money. Like it kind of freaked me out how much I was actually thinking about it. And, yeah. and I, I sort of, my, the first question that came to me is why? Why am I obsessing about this? And I guess it kind of made sense, you know, when I moved from getting a paycheck for whatever job I had, you know, and, and I did a lot of things from working retail to running a warehouse to cleaning pools to, you know, you know, I mean, I did a ton of different things. And the, and the thing I could count on about those things is if I showed up for work, I got paid. Mm. And when I became self-employed, when I decided to have my own business, I think I, I thought that I was going to have to pay attention to money in a different way. I should be able to maybe forecast how much I was going to have coming in and I should have a really good handle on what I have going out. And so I started paying attention to it a different way. And without my knowledge or my, I didn't really make a choice about this. It turned into this obsession. And I decided to look a step deeper. I asked another question. And I think this question is more important in trying to figure out what you're paying attention to is what does it feel like? So when I'm thinking about money, when I'm obsessing about it, as I'm driving in my car in my 30, early 30s or whenever it was, what does it feel like? What it felt like was anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, felt like I was screwing something up. I'm clearly not doing it right. And I probably can't do it right because I, I don't have what it takes. That's what it felt like. If, if, you, if, if you could get that as a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a particularly nice feeling. Very uncomfortable. But I was also very used to it. Right. <laughs> felt like that all the time, right? Yeah. And, and so once I saw that, it began to make sense to me why I was getting the result I was getting. If, you know, my attention was always on the lack of money, on not enough money. And it didn't matter what my bank account said. It didn't matter if I was having a good month or a bad month. If I was having a good month, I was thinking about when it was going to run out. Yeah. how long that money was going to last and where was the next one going to come from. And obviously, if I wasn't having a good month, I was totally and completely focused on how can I make some money because I don't have enough. 
So if my attention is always on, there's not enough. What's going to show up in my reality? What's going to show up for me over and over again in my results is there's not enough. Yeah, you get like addicted to that without even knowing it. Like almost Mm -hmm. your subconscious, right? You're just, it's uncomfortable. It's not a good feeling, but weirdly it is comfort because that's what you know. And so I like, am, am really, I think recently with these conversations that we're having, you know, we we kind of talk about like the law of attraction and manifestation and vision, visioning and just all these things that are a little on the woo-woo side. But actually when you break them down, they're very biologically, scientifically proven. Like you're just moving molecules in the direction that you want instead of letting them kind of be on autopilot and go in the direction that is easy or n- normal, right? Comfortable. So I was running the other day and I was thinking about our conversation with Bob Doyle and, you know, just deciding almost like, I I love this idea of you don't have to play life on hard mode. In my opinion, I think it's like, you could just choose to make this really easy and like all the hard shit that's thrown your way. It's like no big deal. And that's super hard to do. But it doesn't have to be (laughs) like you could just wake up and decide that you're this and that you don't know how it's going to happen, but you're becoming this and then you just be that. Yeah. And the the hard part really comes in the retraining because the the bottom line is what I discovered when when I looked at my own issues around lack and money which by the way, don't go away. I'm just a little better at dealing with them than I used to be. Mm. Is that just like every client I ever talk to about this, uh, my brain and the way I think and the way I think about myself in the world was programmed. Not in some evil way, but it's just when you're a kid, your brain is wiring up and it's wiring up until you're 25. Like your brain, scientifically, they say, is not like fully grown until you're 25. And if you've ever been around kids, man, they soak up everything, even the stuff you don't want them to. It's all getting in there. And, you you know, then you watch TV and you listen to radio and you read stuff and it's just, it's all getting in there, right? Everything. And one of the things that happens with every human being and I mean every human being. So if you're listening to this, you're not immune. <laughs> every human being ends up with some kind of limiting belief or thought pattern or habit about themselves. And it usually sounds something like, I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough, whatever it is, right? And that's all that was happening to me is... I was stuck in, in, a, in a thought pattern, in a habit of thinking that I'm not enough. It's not enough. There's not enough, right? It's scarcity. It's not enough. And it's a very easy thing to fall into. And if you look around, you can find evidence for it everywhere. <laughs> you know, you yeah. turn on the TV. Well, you're using the wrong kind of soap. 
or you should be wearing these jeans because the ones you're wearing aren't cool or, you know, you need whatever. And it, it's not, I don't even think it's purposeful, but it, it does feed into the not enough. Hell, it's much worse now. You know, you look at Instagram for five minutes and you figure that your life is actual shit because everybody else looks so cool. Yeah. Yeah, you're missing out. And without getting too far down that road, I feel like that's a whole nother episode. When you are unconsciously and automatically paying attention to that, when that's what your attention is on, then those are the results you're going to produce. And the hardest part, and I really do think it's the hardest part, is actually being aware in the moment, in this moment, what your attention is on. What are you paying attention to? Mostly we think we know, you know? I thought I was paying attention to my business and trying to get better and make money. But what I was really paying attention to is there's not enough. And there never will be. Okay. So let's zoom out a little bit because everyone's brain is different. So this for me put into pre- like practical terms that I can use moving forward is we all have the voice, the low days, the shit that happens to us. That's hard. Like that happens no matter how enlightened or stoic or how, mu- how much you meditate. The Dalai Lama has bad days too. Right. And then we all have good days and those are easy. Those are awesome. Like we were just talking about this. Like there seems to be a little bit of a shift for both of us where things are coming into our field that we didn't really know about or expect. We didn't necessarily directly do to create them, at least on paper. And that feels really good. It's really easy to do, to be in that state. And for me, I think the trick is, and I'm going to work on this muscle, no matter which side I'm, which state I'm in, whether it's the low, hard, I'm having a bad day, I just lost a client, you know, my marketing isn't working, I'm doing all these things and nothing is happening and money is low, money is tight, whatever. Or if it's on the other side, regardless, I'm going to work on being the person telling myself the, same, the the stories that the person I want to become tells myself and, and says to the world so that I, because I believe that there's tons of opportunities out there that are coming my way. They're just not in my field yet. They, they exist presently in this moment. There's a bunch of things, people that want to work with me and hire me, you know, job opportunities, money, cool things, cool people, whatever it is, they're out there happening right now. I just maybe am not physically aware of them in this moment. But if I trust, even when I'm having a low day, that those are out there and all I have to do is, and I can rest easy at night as long as I believe in myself and that there's abundance, not to throw that word out there, but like it is out there it's a fucking huge world a huge universe and all i have to do is be an open 
you know, what portal or whatever. Yeah. I'm saying so many words that I never say. Uh, an open portal that that energy can flow into instead of bounce off of. That all sounds great. How do you do that, Miles? <laughs> I said it was going to be practical. I don't know if that's that practical. but Well, I, it sounds great. But but what's the access point? So if you, like, let's say that you're lucky enough that one day you realize you're, something feels wrong, right? And I think that's really what happens to people, right? I could say, say it, said a different way. In the past, when I was thinking about money, the overwhelming, un, like, underneath thought is there's something wrong, right? This isn't mm-hmm. working. There's something wrong. You know, yeah, like there's a true, feeling yeah. of there's something wrong. Yeah. And I think that I've had days where I wake up, you know, into there's something wrong and, and I don't know what triggered it and I don't know why it's there. But let's say that you actually notice that, that it, it, you, you're not totally on automatic and you notice, oh, I'm having the experience that there's something wrong. And this is not where I want to be. I don't want to pay attention to this. I'm not going to get the results I want if I stay here. What would you do? A couple words came to mind. That's be and do and trust. Yeah. I don't know what the order is, but I know what it feels like for me where, you know, it kind of starts with the, with your, with your mind, your brain, right? Like you get to think about that first. So, Thinking about gr- gratitude for what I already have, and oh, stop right there. Stop. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Oh. So yes. look, man, this may not be for everybody, right? I, everybody has their their different tools and their different takes on things and how to work stuff. But for me, you just hit the a number one turnaround tool a tool, a method, a thing that no amount of old, crappy programming and negative bull hockey can surmount, can get past. And that is getting grounded in what is real, getting grounded and grateful for what is. I mean, look, if you just, if you just take a deep breath, and notice where your hands and feet are and you take another one and you kind of drop out of your head and all of that noise and stuff and drop into your body and then you kind of take stock for a minute i mean if you're if somebody's listening to this podcast and they have some kind of device they're listening to it on and with any you know with any luck most likely uh, those a, a large majority of the of the people who might listen to this probably have a roof over their head and food in the fridge and people who care about what happens to them. And even if they don't have those things, they have something. And whether that's the tree outside the window or the dog that that they have with them, like the one that's in my lap right now, there is always something in reality 
not in what you hope will be or wish will be or are trying to be, but right now, right here in this moment that you can be grateful for. And when you activate the feeling, when you generate the experience of gratitude, in, in my experience, it washes away all that other stuff. It washes away that there's something wrong, that it's not good enough, it's whatever. And the first thing I do when I notice that I'm going down that road again is I do exactly what we just did. I take a breath, I drop in, and I get grounded in what is and how amazing this is. And then I become that open portal I have that ability to to listen for and receive those opportunities as they arise and not only listen for them and see them, but step right into them. Yeah, it makes total sense now that you lay it out because when you're thinking about what you are grateful for, what you already have, then your focus is internal and it's, a state of, again, abundance. Like you have, you're good. Whereas if you're focusing on what you want, you're in a state of scarcity, lack, and desire. Like, ah, I want that thing, which closes the portal. So, right. yeah. So gratitude is a really cool place to start. And when you do that on a regular basis, when you just over and over again, Right. Every time you notice that your brain is in that other place, that, that you're in that old thought pattern, which, <laughs> try as you might, is going to happen again at some point. Every time you go back to gratitude, every time you drop out of your head and into your body, every time you can shift that in the moment, you are retraining and rewiring your brain. Got it. So that as you go, it just becomes easier and easier and easier to stay in that space. It doesn't happen quickly. It's not, you know, it's not a fix-all. It's not, it's, there's no little little blue pill. God, if there was, if I could invent that, uh, I would buy an island and none of you would ever hear from me again. But I can't do that. So the only way I know to do it is to do the really hard part, which is becoming aware. And taking responsibility for it. It's not whatever's happening, whatever results you're getting, they're not coming from outside of you. And that's a tough one for people. And I'm not even going to suggest that it's true, Miles. It's just the most powerful place to stand. Because if it's happening to you, you can't do anything about it. Well, um, in our intro to this podcast, we have, uh, we say more, ah, yeah. and I think that is when you, at the beginning, you were talking about feeling, what does it feel like? Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good word or sound yeah. for at least where I want to be and where I'm choosing to be when I am focusing on money and work and life and everything else is. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Less stress, more. Uh... <sighs> the world 
is overwhelming. We're constantly being pulled in a million directions, and it's only going to get worse. So much of what we're sold online is about planning, strategizing, and thinking. But doing is the hardest and most important part. The box is where projects get finished. In the box, you'll organize, prioritize your projects, and finish what you start. You won't learn anything new. You'll simply get a lot done and be a part of a small community of doers. Go to theboxworkshop.com. Hey, thanks for listening today. We can't do this without the support of our listeners. So please leave us a review or sign up for our newsletter at subtleartofnotyelling.com.